Hello and welcome to Kabam Mavs. I'm your host, Jesse Matarazzo, and today we're going to break down the 112 to 98 win over the Orlando Magic. Let's get it popping. The Dallas Mavericks continue their winning ways tonight uh, on a three game winning streak, beating the Orlando Magic. Really great win from them, winning by 14 points, holding their opponent to 98 points, uh, playing really good defense. They, they had a really good defensive effort. Um, but the tail of the tape, the, the takeaway I got today was the Wolverine tag team, baby. Tim Hardaway Jr. and Trey Burke uh, from the Michigan Wolverines both went off tonight. Like, they were just hitting everything, draining threes galore. And then Luka coming in, Luka triple-double Doncic coming in with some clutch shots as well. Shot good by his standards, 33% from the field, uh, or from three. I'll take that all day. Uh, He played really well tonight. Um, The biggest takeaways for me was basically to go through the the whole game summary is basically... Uh, we came out in the beginning playing really good offense. We had a slump there from the end of the second quarter to the third quarter, and then came out the half. Um, you know, basically had a different tune towards towards the second half of the game, and just kept a you know ten point lead throughout most of the game, and just never let them really get in the game. Our defense really kept them out of the game, and they weren't able to really stop us. Their defense looked porous. Now, it should be, you know, mentioned that there were a lot of players out tonight. A lot. I mean, uh, the the real takeaway I got from it was we didn't have, because of COVID protocol, and I know I haven't talked to you guys since the whole COVID outbreak happened uh, with the Mavericks. Brunson, Dwayne Finney-Smith, and Josh Richardson were all out in this game because of COVID protocols. One of them, they're not naming who, uh, actually tested positive. And then um, the other two were just in close contact. So per the you know rules, they're not allowed to play for, I think, a week, maybe 10 days. So we'll see what's going on with that. Hopefully they'll be back soon. Um, a different story for the Magic and why their guys were out. They had a lot of players that were just um, injured. They had a lot of injuries on this team, and they, they went with a pretty depleted roster. So when we come back, uh, I'll get more into the details of the game. Now, to get into what how the team played, I think that the biggest takeaway for me was, you know, we almost – we were sh- – we were shooting like 60% from the field early in the game. We ended up averaging uh, 49% from the field and 50% from three. I mean, we were just bombing. And a lot of that had to do with Trey Burke and Tim Hardaway Jr. just being on fire. But um, our free throw percentage was better this uh, game at 78%. Um, really like that. We had a lot of turnovers in this game, 17 Um I'm not really feeling that. I don't like that at all. Uh, 25 assists to their 17. And uh, we out-rebounded them, too. So, uh, I think all around, we played really good defense. We had eight blocks in this game and five steals. Uh, A lot of those steals uh, probably should have been 
credited to Doncic. He only was credited with one steal, but he was all over the place. Um, I think they gave him one block there, so he had two blocks and a steal. He had a he had a pretty good defensive game. I I think you know he just comes with uh, a bunch of really solid defensive plays too. I'm not ready to call him a good defender, but I am ready to call him a, an above average defender. So, um, you know, let's get into Doncic's numbers. He only had 20 points tonight, but it felt like he was shooting well. And he, you know, he, he had 35 minutes tonight. And with a depleted lineup, that's sort of low. I think they were trying to take it easy on him, especially at that, after that Achilles uh, ankle scare the last game. Um, but he was able to do that because of Tim Hardaway's 36 points, five rebounds, and two assists. He was eight for 13 from three. Um, just a really amazing performance by him. Um, he was a plus six in the game. The bench was a plus everything in the game. It was awesome to see our bench finally step up and play really good defense. I mean, uh, 20, uh, plus 25 for Trey Burke. He had 29 points coming off the bench. 29 points in 21 minutes. That is amazing. I love that. I love you, Trey Burke. When you're on, when you're uh, Bubble Burke, I am so about Trey Burke. A little Iverson out there. Um, you know, I'm sure you'll disappear for a month or so, but I'll see you next time. You know, uh, you're always welcome, Bubble Burke, to uh, just show up and possess Trey every once in a while. I'll take those days all day. And, you know, we always have these sort of crazy games from Tim Hardaway and Trey Burke where they just explode. And for it to happen in the same game was pretty nice. You know, I'd like them to alternate every other game where they're just going ham. But, you know, I'll take it all in the same game. Makes it fun. Um, Burke was a plus 25 in this game to, I think, yeah, to lead all players on the Mavs. Boban barely played two minutes. One other notable thing is Josh Green um, got the start tonight, and I was super hyped about that. He had zero points, though, but he only had really one attempt at three. So you can't really um, knock him for that. He was all over the place playing defense. He made a lot of really good plays. Now it's his first start ever in the NBA, and... I'm going to give him a B plus. I thought he played really good defense. I thought he made some plays out there. He was being all scrappy, made a few mistakes. He's a rookie. Uh, all in all, I'm pretty happy. I mean, he, he, same thing with, uh, you know, uh, players like Maxi. the other game, having an amazing game but scoring no points. Uh, we're starting to see that a lot from these guys, and I, I'm, I'm loving those games because, uh, you know, he was contributing out there, and, and I, I respect that. Uh Kleba, you know, came a bit down to earth tonight. He had a one, he was one for three from three and uh, three rebounds. Not really much in 24 minutes. He did play some good defense uh, as usual and did some nice things out there. So um, all in all, it was really just a tale of good defense and two players being absolutely on fire. Now, Doncic had 20 points, 11 rebounds, 10 assists. So he did get a triple-double in 35 minutes. Um, And in the last, I believe, four games, he's averaging 
29, 12, and 10. So I'll take those numbers. If he averages that for the season, um, sign me up, baby. That's definitely MVP caliber numbers there. Um, He's been doing really, really well, especially when you add the added defense. Now his shot, well, he did shoot 33%. From from three, and that is uh, much better than he's been shooting uh, before. If he can get up to back to that 30, 31% mark, I'll be happy, honestly. I'm, I'm not even going to get greedy, but he did look a little bit more confident shooting the three, and uh, that's really promising. I think we had a hard-fought win. They did come back at the half, and we kind of just – Made the adjustments. Rick Carlisle worked his magic, and and no pun intended, and uh, then went on to beat the magic. So, um, you know, going in there and having that good of a win when three of your heavy uh, rotation players are out, and the other guys like Uwundu, uh, who stepped up, uh, doing the same sort of things, playing really good on defense having a lot of nice passes, getting rebounds. He had six rebounds in the game. And like I said, no points again, but just had a really nice impact playing defense and doing other stuff like that. He had uh, also had um, two steals as well. So he was a plus 17. I'll take that all day. James Johnson had a really nice stretch in the game where he was just filling it up and, and just really scoring really well. Had 12 points, 5 rebounds, 3 assists. I really like what he contributed there. Um, He was a plus 19. And then, you you know, you got your Dwight Powell. It's Dwight Powell. What are you going to do? What do you want from me? He came in 21 minutes. Uh, He had 4 points. He had 4 points, guys. He had 4 points. But Willie Cauley-Stein had uh, 6 points in 23 minutes. However, you know, he had... um, he had six, what was it? Six rebounds. Nice. Um, and he had a nice alley-oop from Luca. There's a, a bunch of really nice plays. Uh, Luca had a buzzer beater at the three, uh, at the end of the third quarter. And then you also had, uh, you know, Willie Cauley-Stein getting in there and, and getting an alley-oop. You had Tim Hardaway Jr. hitting a deep dagger. Uh, and then Trey Burke coming in there and hitting another dagger. They just had a lot of threes in that game. Um, There's a lot of really good defensive plays. Luca had another play where he just battled like four defenders to get an offensive rebound and then come back and and hit a behind-the-back layup. Uh, Basically just wasn't looking at the basket, wasn't even near it, just hit it behind his back and hit the layup. Just straight up powering people uh, like a low post player, like the the power forward body that he has, was able to just really bully people back to the basket. That was really cool to see. That highlight just kind of shows that Luca is a grown man. That kid is a grown man. He may be 21, but he's a grown man. So I'm going to take a quick break, and then we're going to just kind of break down the state of the Mavericks and where where this three-game winning streak really uh, puts us on the NBA map. So, are the Mavericks a good team? 
even without KP? That's my question. Uh, and I'm going to answer my own question. Yes, yes, we are a good team. I think that we showed that we can beat some really good teams. We can beat tough teams. We had a slow start, but people are starting to, you know, start to get that chemistry. Shots are hitting. People are taking turns, having really good games. So, um, you know, Luka's starting to play himself in the shape. He's starting to look like uh, peak Luka. He's starting to look like playoff Luka out there. So um, I think that for me personally, I think that we are a contender. And if we have KP back and, you know, KP came back and I want to caution everybody when KP came back last year and he was out and he was starting to play, he didn't really, he kind of disrupted, I think, the team chemistry a little bit when he came in. He was a negative plus minus when he was on the floor. Like there were certain things that were questionable about KP. And then they started, he and Lucas started to learn how to play together. And then towards the bubble, he was just insane and played really good with Luca as well. Uh, we were winning some really, really good games there. But it was, there were certain games where he just kind of, you know, come and go. Now, he had a really great uh, bubble. He was 30 and 10, you know, uh, second team all bubble there. And arguably, he could have been first team all bubble. 30 and 10 is nothing to sniff at, right? Um, so I really think that he can return to that form, but I mean, he's coming off of a knee injury, having surgery there. He kind of feels like he may be getting a rush back a little bit. Um, I don't know, but I do think that when he comes in, things may be a little bit rocky chemistry wise, and maybe he's not going to come out firing all cylinders and maybe he's going to maybe not really have a shot yet and really not figure some things out. But don't be sort of discouraged. We're above 500 without him. And we were about a 500 team without him last year. So I'll, I'll take that. I think if we are able to keep him in the lineup and ease him in as a center, as a rim running center, and I think that that's probably what we're going to go with considering that our lineup has been the way it has been. Um, I do think that Maxi should probably start next to him if Dorian Finney-Smith isn't starting next to him. And I think a lot of those sort of, uh, you know, flyers and certain things, the way that they see it, I think that that's probably the vision. Um, I don't necessarily, I'm not super crazy about Dorian Finney-Smith coming off uh, or coming starting in the in the lineup as a power forward. I'm not crazy about that, but if KP's the five and rim running and stretching the floor, I do really like that dynamic, and that's what one of the main reasons why he uh, completely destroyed people. And he's also number one in the NBA in thirty footer three point percentage. His super deep or thirty five foot. Super deep three-point percentage. He's number one there, which is super crazy to me. Better than Dame and Luka and a bunch of other people. Really like that stat. Another stat is he's second in the league in uh, points per possession off screens of pick and roll, which 
number one is Dwight Powell and KP's second. So, or Dwight Powell was last year anyway. And KP was second last year. So if you bring in somebody that can completely stretch the floor and also is super effective on screens to pick and roll, that's a combination for an explosive offense. And we may get that number one offense back when he comes back because we will have that extra space. Uh, Luca will be able to get whatever he wants in the lane. And maybe even Jay Rich will be able to get in the lane at will as well. Granted, he comes back and is healthy. And uh, God forbid there's no sort of complications with COVID if he was one of the ones that had it. So, where am I going with this? Well, we're tied for fourth in the West. That's good enough for home court advantage. Not that that probably matters uh, with no fans, but it is a thing. And so, I'm pretty happy about where that leaves us in the standings. If you would have said at the beginning of the season, KP is going to be out a month or so, maybe two months, and you're still going to be the four seed when he gets back in, I'll take that because we're only a game and a half back from first in the West. And I do think that we can gain some ground uh, with KP back if he's able to acclimate uh, and the the uh, you know transition isn't as difficult. Now, I think he'll be okay because he's already got that bubble experience with similar type role players. Um, and he he understands his role on this team now where before when he came back, he really didn't understand it. So I'm super optimistic to see what happens with KP back in the lineup and how Luca is able to utilize that rim running threat and that length and that space. And uh, as well on the defensive end, uh, it really makes us a lot more versatile defensively because we will have that uh, immediate shot blocking presence there in the paint, and people are going to think twice trying to go to the rim or even post up against this team. So, we're going to force a lot more jump shots, we're going to force a lot more shots outside. Um, we'll be able to get more clear outs. So, and if you're not familiar with what a clear out is, it basically means you beat your man to the spot when you're getting back on defense and clearing out the post so he cannot uh, a rim run or or get a shot or get position um, on the post to to do post moves. There's a lot of reasons for a clear out, but um, it really will give us that much bigger advantage because we're gonna have a much bigger player there uh, that's able to do that and. KP is athletic enough to get back quick uh, on defense. You know, granted that he's back to, you know, full strength with that knee. So um, I think that we project, and I don't like making predictions, but I do think that we do project if we can stay on this pace. Now, we beat a lot of really good teams. If we can stay on this pace, I do think that we can be a top seed in the West. Maybe we could be somewhere in the one through four uh, mark there if we can play with this sort of defensive intensity and this sort of focus, uh, especially if KP comes back and he's the same player we saw in the bubble. I, I don't think that even if he comes back and he's a, you know, he was 30 and 10 in the bubble. If he comes back and he's, you know, 24 and nine, 
I'll take that all day, especially with two and a half blocks a game. I think that that's an amazing piece to add to this team because there are times where we're kind of missing it offensively. So um, I'm really excited, guys. I'm really excited. And uh, I'm going to wrap it up there. So thank you so much. If you'd like to support this Mavs podcast, please follow and tweet me at Kabam Sports and Kabam Media. I will be there with all the other Mavs fans tweeting about Dallas Mavericks basketball. Also, if you'd like to follow me on Spotify, subscribe on iTunes and leave a five-star review, I'd greatly appreciate it. It gets the product out there for everyone to hear to talk Mavs basketball. I really appreciate all of you, and I'll talk to you on the next episode.